and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today, we're having a very special episode with our guest, Miss Callie Ott, someone that Sheree and I both went to college with and who has since college uh, moved to L.A., and has starred in a horror film called What the Fuck. Just acting all over the place. So many credits. An IMDb page. Just being fierce. Fierce. So without further ado, let's get into it with Miss Callie Ott, OTT. All right. Um, Callie, tell our audience about all the amazing stuff you do and all the amazing person you are. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> ready? <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I am a actress and a writer and a musical improviser. I would add that to the list um, uh, in terms of things that I do. <laughs> Those are the things that I do, but they don't define me. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> so I have to give a quick little story because this is my first impression of Callie Ott. Oh, no. So Callie and I... <laughs> Oh, no, I already know so what you're going to say. And I started freshman year together. So we were little babies. And we're, we come into acting 101, or maybe it was a freshman seminar. I'm not sure. And Callie Ott just sits down and she says, my name is Callie Ott, O-T-T, and I want to have 12 children. <laughs> <laughs> so has that changed, Callie? Do you still want to have 12 um, children? You know what? I don't know who that girl was. That wasn't me. <laughs> That was someone else. <laughs> and thank God for that. I, I actually, I murdered her. So she's, she's gone. Right. <laughs> she went bye-bye. All right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, like, what's your favorite uh, horror movie? What kind of, do you have, like, a favorite subgenre um, or favorites? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I feel like a few years back, like, zombie thrillers were my huge go-to, but I, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm just drawn to like a lead female protagonist. Like I'm just all for like the strong female lead. I feel like movies like It Follows. Oh, oh my gosh. When I saw It Follows for the first time, Micah Monroe, she did a fabulous job in that movie. I saw it when it like first came out and it was so great. Um, Hereditary, love Tony Collette. Um, yeah. Who else? Midsommar. Oh my gosh. Florence Pugh. Apparently, I love Ari Aster. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so so like strong female leads. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Awesome. That's great. What drew you to the genre? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Um, as a kid, I really liked scary movies. And um, for some reason, my parents let me watch them. Like, I just remember being like... <laughs> so young and watching Nightmare on Elm Street like in our basement like why did my mom let me watch that and watching The Exorcist and my mom would like mock The Exorcist voice and I'd be like mom what is <laughs> crazy um and then my older brother he um he really liked scary movies and when we would go to Blockbuster some people don't know what that is anymore <laughs> but I grew up with Blockbuster I did too um, we all we all grew up with Blockbuster we did we did um but he, he would he would be he played this joke on me where he would I would be like what movie are you renting and he'd be like I'm not telling you and I'd be like no tell me he'd be like it's too scary for you and I was like no tell me he's like I'm getting it and I was like yeah but what's it called he's like I'm getting it and I was like no but what's the movie called and he's like, I'm getting it and I was like what's the movie 
Uh, but he was renting Stephen King's It. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that just goes to show you how bright I was as a child as well. You know, I think all three of us grew up on horror, which kind of explains a lot about where we're at in life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, think that, I think that growing up with horror films, like, that's what gives us our weird quirks. Like it makes us a little weird, you know? It makes us turn into little weirdos. That dark sense of humor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, dark comedy is like my favorite, but I think that that only came because of my love of horror films. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like, it's so weird because the first two movies I ever remember watching as a kid were The Little Barbade and Scream. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. That explains who I am, really, you know? Yeah. Um, that so it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> At what point did you know, like, I want to be an actor? Like, I want to be, that's what I want to do. I think, I'm not sure if I knew I wanted to be an actor per se, like at an early age, but I will say like around the time of my parents' divorce, I was using like comedy as like an escape or like a way to get attention from other people or my family. And so like, yeah, I feel like every actor says this, but like I used to take our home video recorder and make like little shows with it. And I still have on VHS, the Caliot show, there's three seasons. Um, <laughs> so maybe one day that will come to fruition. Let's yes. hope, but. <laughs> I think it should. I think yeah. this is the CBS, year. Are you listening? CBS, yeah. we have your next yeah, pilot. CBS, here we go, here we go. <laughs> let's yeah. hear Right? Yeah, 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 oh boy. Um, but yeah, I think that like that kind of sparked everything, but it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I took the plunge and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go into theater. And I first made the safe choice. Well, not the safe choice, but like the choice of, well, maybe I'll just like teach theater, right? Like it feels like there's a security around that. Um, and then I think sophomore year in college, I switched to, I'm like, all right, here we go. Bachelor's here we go. performance, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, and now I'm a 31 year old actress living in Los Angeles. <laughs> Which is the dream? What? It's the dream. Yeah, I just made myself uh, pasta with expired pasta sauce, and it's like cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, yeah. that's the artist yeah. life. Oh. Right? And you know that this whole pandemic has like turned everything upside down because like I, I, I'm like you, my family especially, we're like, well, why don't you teach? Why don't you just go be a teacher? And now look at who is the most like at risk. Oh my of gosh. This, this disease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. My mom retired last year and I'm so thankful for her having retired. But she was the one who like told me not to be a teacher. She was like, don't be a teacher. I've been a teacher my whole life. It's the worst thing ever. It's so hard. It's like so stressful. I'm like, all right, mom. <laughs> so sh shout out to all those teachers like during the yeah. pandemic because that must suck. Yeah. Good luck to all y'all. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Good like luck. I have tons of friends that are just like, it's miserable. There, mm -hmm. I have a bunch of friends that are my age. So like younger teachers that are really considering switching career paths. Oh, mm. Which yeah. sucks. Yeah. But anyway. Let's uh, get us back on track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so like when we met you and like you said, you started out in theater. So like, did you always know you wanted to do film in the long game or was that something that just happened? Um, I think like, probably I've now I think I always wanted to do a film 
I, I think it's sometimes scary as an artist to admit that because you're like, I want to be an artiste. I want to only be a stage actor on Broadway in New York City. Um, but I think for some of us, like deep down inside, you're like, oh, but I want to be in front of a camera. Like <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it starts out as ego, but then like once you realize, oh, if you're chasing this dream of being in film for e like with your ego, then it's not gonna amount to anything. Like you'll be very unhappy and um, you're only doing it for the attention. So like, if, if that is, you know, maybe why I started that quickly changed. That yeah. quickly changed. And I think that we, we have to like get the stigma away from film not being art. Yeah. There's, right. I mean, you know, not that theater isn't art too, but like film is its own form of art, just like theater is. It's not better, worse, whatever. They're both good and great in their own things. Yeah. And I think where film is going now and like TV shows too, I mean, mm. I mean, I feel like TV shows are now just finding their footing and like so creative and dark and like we're just able to tell different kinds of stories now. Like, I don't know who gave us the permission, but all of a sudden, like, <laughs> there's just so much great TV, like almost more so than film sometimes. Like sometimes I'm more drawn to TV shows because of the longer arcs of characters. And I'm like, oh, great. This is you know, nine, 13 episodes where I get to follow a character. Right. And there's just so many playwrights running the TV to where it feels like the characters we've always wanted, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Joshua Conkle and Tanya Siracho and all these other like amazing playwrights who are like, I can also do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some great, and I think it's because TV has really diversified. Um, and I think, you know, having um, opportunities like HBO and Netflix and, Hulu, who really allowed different platforms for people to voice, to tell their stories. Um, whereas, you know, a main network, NBC or CBS may not have picked up on, there's no way they would have picked Game of Thrones. Oh, there's yeah. No way they would have done Lovecraft Country. Mm. I it may destroy you, only works on HBO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I just watched uh chernobyl like a few months ago i don't know if you guys have seen it it's, it's so good it's terrifying it's, it's, so scary. Watch it. scary. it's like i oh my gosh i was my jaw was so tight that entire time but yeah like i may destroy you i just started watching that too i was like holy shit like yeah, yeah like we weren't making this stuff back in the day and <laughs> i'm so excited and revved up that like cool like i get to live in los angeles or, you know, wherever they're, they're, they're filming all over the world now, but right. I could just get to be in a place where, you know, all this buzzing creativity and like, I don't know, it's really fun and exciting. Yeah. What was that transition like? So like, I mean, I'm assuming you still are interested in doing theatrical productions, but like, what is that transition from theater to film and back again? What is that? Cause I know you did a one woman show recently, yeah. which was um, and so like, yeah, what is that? The, I know there's kind of tons of differences and it's gotta be kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, oh man, I feel like if somebody had a copy of the first film I did out here, they would be like, you never deserve to be on a screen again. This is oh. the worst thing I've ever seen. Because, <laughs> because as a theater actor, like I, I know in, um, at UCM, like we didn't really have like a film program. I think we maybe had a small one, um, like I maybe took a class, but they don't teach you how to act on camera. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily 
different because they're very similar. But when you're a, th- a trained theater actor going onto the big screen, it's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta tone it, not tone it down, but like the camera picks up so much that you have to find a more authentic way of um, acting, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. And maybe I don't even know what I'm talking about because really there should be no difference on like in like stage acting and like on film. But for me, for for my own personal experience, there is because um, I think I just like today I still have to be like, all right, Kelly, like pull it back a little. Like you're really excited. Like tone it down a little bit. Like you're acting a little crazy because <laughs> um, my expressions are huge. Like I know this is a podcast, but my eyes just gouge out of my face and like my hands are always moving all over the place. I have missed it. Like, <laughs> just... Thank you. Because yeah, in theater, you're taught to play to the back of the house. Yeah. But in, and, and, you know, and for some of us, tra- transitioning to smaller houses is a big wake up call as well. But in film, you're, you're playing to the camera, which is what, six feet in front of you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, another thing is, too, is like, you know, when you do theater, you get all these rehearsals, you get the full play, and it's just like these juicy characters written, and you you see how they interact literally with everybody else in the play. And it's just so lovely and so wonderful. And then, you know, a lot of times when you have an audition, you get like three pages of sides or, you know, three to 14 pages, and you're like a detective being like, all right, well, like, who is this character to this person? Who is this to this person? And so, like, you're doing so much extra work to figure out who this character is. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot. For me, it feels a lot harder, but um, but I love it, man. I just, I love it. Yay. Yeah. Can you talk about your next project yet? Um, <laughs> my next project. So you mentioned my solo show. That was, um, actually, that was live theater, which which is crazy because I've done a lot of live theater out in Los Angeles and that's like considered the worst place to do live theater. (laughs) Um, But my solo show, Dear, uh, well, I might be changing the title, but uh, Dear Jeff, a musical comedy about suicide and domestic abuse, that was supposed to go up in uh, off-Broadway in the Soho Playhouse in New York City right at the end of March, which is when the pandemic happened. <laughs> I was like, damn it, this is literally the worst time, but that's okay. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, you know, next year, probably late next year, we can get it back in New York um, and hopefully the Edinburgh Fringe Festival because that was another big plan. Um, but in terms of like uh, film, so I'm currently writing some things. Um, I'm writing a web series that uh, I would love to film and I do plan on filming. And it's just like two people. It's very easy to film. And then you guys know Jeremy Fraser, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know Jeremy. So he he's an amazing writer. And yes. he is writing a lot of short stories right now. And he has this one short story in particular um, called Petrified women and it's uh it's an amazing short story i don't want to give too much away but right now we're trying to develop that into um either a short film or a feature film um and then i definitely want to get on board and help produce that as well because um i love i love the story and yeah as i you know live out in la the longer I live out here, the more that I realize, like, you have to create your own projects and your own content, which can seem really scary, but it's the, it's the best way that you can learn. You know, I've 
spent the past like eight years out here trying to knock on people's doors and like, hey, look at me, I'm here, like cast me in your thing. <laughs> but sadly, it's it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. And, you know, it's just made me realize like, okay, like I have a voice and I'm not going to wait for somebody to give me a voice. Like I have my own voice and it's, it's empowering in a way because I'm like, great, I'm going to make my own stuff and mm. people can love, love it or they can hate it. But I realized that when I did my solo show, I was like, okay, I can do this. Like this was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life was perform a very vulnerable piece that I wrote about a crazy time in my life. And if I can share that and perform that, then like, great. I can pretty much face whatever out here. Yeah. Yes. I think that a, a lot of this pandemic has made a lot of people realize that we've got to create our own content or, I mean, they're not going to hand it to you. Yeah. yeah. And I think especially with, with what we're seeing with like Me Too and stuff like that, it may be time for people to start creating their own content and not and not uh val not not require the help of these men that have typically been in control of everything up until now um so i think that's great you know i think we need more female produced female directors female writers um so kudos to you for doing it thank you thank you thank you it's yeah it's crazy and i guess with that we're gonna shift into talking about wtf so if you've not seen Miss Callie I in WTF, we're about to get into some spoilers. So you might want to hit pause, watch the movie, and then come back. Um, but we set up the interview this way so you can get to know Callie. And you can like go see the movie if you haven't. Um, yeah. It's on Google Play. It's on YouTube. It's affordable um, to rent or to own. Oh, it's affordable, all right. <laughs> <laughs> please, please buy it. I can send you a Vimeo link and password if you uh, are short on money. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember I bought the movie right after it came out because I was like, I've got to support my friend Bless and I love soul. So, uh, and it's really, I mean, it's fun. You know, it, it, it is, it is what it is. It's kind of those, one of those things, but yeah, I, there was sometimes I was, I was laughing and other times I was like, Oh, and other times, at the end, I was like, <laughs> this bitch crazy. Yeah, like, I, the last time I saw it, it was definitely when it came out on Amazon because I was, my roommate, LaRob at the time, my roommate was LaRob, who's been on this podcast a few times by the time this is heard. Um, we were heading home from work because we both worked at Lyric Opera. And I was like, my friend's horror movie dropped today. We're watching it. And he's like, okay, horror movie, done. <laughs> so I like put it on and we got drunk. And I was like, that was fun. <laughs> and then of course, Amazon took it away because I wanted to see it before this interview so I could refresh my memory. I'm bad with names, spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, I'm no. the one girl. <laughs> no, I'm also bad with names. I I'm like that asshole boyfriend. <laughs> I, 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 um, it, we're like in this weird legal battle right now. So with distribution, like some, mm -hmm. some shady um, shit is going down. I don't really know because I'm not like on that side of it, but that's why they took it off Amazon. So hope, but hopefully it shall return um, on Amazon. But thank you guys for supporting me. That's so nice. <laughs> of course, of course. I was course. like, I, I just remember being like, Callie said she's going to LA and she's going to make some movies. And she got a movie and we can actually see it. 
I don't have to get dressed up. I don't got to fly nowhere. I can like go home, get my PJs, <laughs> make a couple cool cocktails and hit play. Yes. Cause you definitely, I feel like the movie is best served when you're a little shwasted. Like yes. you gotta, you gotta have some drinks when you're watching it. <laughs> okay. So we've already said spoiler alert. So my favorite kill is the friend that gets her face melted off. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. And I love it. I love it when you slam her head on the ground and then she gets in the mirror and she's like, I'm so ugly. Like, that's the problem. Like, that's what you need. Yes. Oh my God. That's, that, that was, um, I love what they did with the CGI with the fire because, like, she gets her face blown off with, with hairspray and a lighter. And then at the end of the CGI, there's like little flames like flickering. Like, <laughs> like, I watched, I rewatched it today. And at that part, I was like literally in tears crying because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> that one. And then at the end, when you're, when you're pulling out his intestines, and I was like, God, she is going in. Oh. She is going in. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> My favorite kill was the boyfriend because he had it coming. What? Oh, <laughs> oh. Dick off. yeah. <laughs> he had it coming and chopping his dick off. Like that was talk about what's a hard fit scene to film. Cause like, how do you, how do you like dramatically and seriously chop some, chop a fake dick off? Like, I felt so bad for him because he had to be like, oh no, oh, my dick, my dick. I was dying. So for those of you that don't know, which you've, if you've already watched the movie, you know that Callie's character turned out to be the killer in the end. Yes. So were you the one that did all the kills? Like, were you the actor in the in the hoodie or whatever it was? Um, so we had, I think, I think just two stunt people. We had uh, Miguel and um, Josh. And uh, they are like trained stuntmen. Like they're, oh my God, they're amazing. They helped me with all the like punching and like the body movement of things. Um, <laughs> the stunting, I guess, <laughs> the body movement of things. Um, so they, they helped me with all of that. And then I did a few because they wanted like a smaller, like mm -hmm. my actual, and then they actually, um, Nick Riley, who plays Toby, they got his, they got him in a couple shots as well, like in all black. So like, and, and I think that that's, doing it. yeah, yeah. So they were trying to make you think that he was the killer, which he kind of was, but it, that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, so they wanted to kind of trick the audience into being like, well, wait, wasn't he like a 200 pound guy? Like, now it's like really skinny. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that was. That was fun. One of my favorite parts of this movie is that your character, Rachel, is usually this final girl for a different reason. So like, yeah. Rachel sort of joins the ranks of Mrs. Voorhees and a very few other women who get to be the murdering final girl. Um, I thought that was really interesting in this movie because like, it's very much your typical slasher done by dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then like you see your character and you're like, well, Rachel's gonna make it to the end because Rachel's the one that has her shit together. And it's like, Rachel don't have her shit together, actually. <laughs> Rachel has it the least together. She does not. Yeah. No, and so it sort of like pisses on the whole like morality tale that is a horror movie because it's like, if you are this girl, then you're fine. If you're this girl over here with the low cut blouse who's like having sex, then you're the murdering. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, I love that it played with that um yeah so just what's it like to be in the mrs Voorhees group um yeah so you're referring to friday the 13th yes yes, yes. okay 
I that's one of the only horror films I've never seen. And I I gotta watch it. You I'm, have to watch the first one. I'm ashamed of myself. Yes, the first one. I hear that that one is a classic and that one's like the best yes. of, of the whole series. But I mean, I've seen Freddy versus Jason, but let's be real. That's not completely... That's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. Um, but I, yeah, and I think that like that's kind of what drew me to the script a little bit was like... I was, because it's never really said in the script, like, why she does that? Like, why is she killing? Like, what is the reason for all this? So I was just very intrigued by the why of it all. And like doing my little detective work of like, okay, well, she could be doing it because of this or this. Like, I, I mean, I, I go back and forth between like, you know, doing your character development of like doing a character backstory and figuring this out. But luckily the director, uh, Peter Harrow, he's, he's amazing. Like I loved working with him. He was very open to collaboration. And I was like, yo, why is she killing people? Like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I was like doing a bunch of research on it. And I was like, look, and, and this is another reason why I love acting is because of like, you know, um, just getting to the psychology of characters. And so figuring out what, drives the character and why do they why do they do the things that they do and so I did a lot of research on like okay well is she just crazy is she just like a batshit crazy bitch or uh, is is she you know angry at her friends um and and what I kind of decided was I was like look I've been researching this and it seems like she has dissociative identity disorder which is like I don't know if it's a different form of split personality disorder or if it's just like, that's now what they call it. I think that's it's what they started call it. calling it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. DID. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so for me, that made the most sense of like why she does this. And like, I don't really know. They say that it, researching it, they say like it can be brought on by like early childhood trauma. And um, to me, that makes sense because the person that she's, you know, becoming is her brother who died and so for me, I'm just like, oh, there must be something there. Right. I have a theory. Can I share my theory? Yes, really quick? please. So, please share your theory. My theory. So we know that there was an incident before the one that's in the film. Mm-hmm. There's a, the incident before. So I think that she was there at the, at the incident before, but she wasn't the killer yet. But her brother was killed in that incident. And then that broke her, essentially, and caused her to do this one. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. That's what I meant to do. That's what I was doing. (laughs) Just kidding. My theory is she did both and she'll do it again. (laughs) Because she ain't crazy, bitch. Yeah. Rachel came here to kill. Like, that's all. One of my favorite lines in the film is at the very end when the detective is like, what are you thinking, you crazy bitch? And then it just cuts to black. And I'm like, that's the last line. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah what was it like auditioning for this movie oh my gosh uh so so um I was helping my friend Kyle out with uh he was filming a scene for his like acting reel or something and his friend Peter was directing it and so I went and we like filmed this scene at his house and uh his friend Peter was like, oh, like you should audition for my film. Uh, You know, we're going to be having auditions like later in the year. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Never think anything of it because like in Los Angeles, one thing you know is like empty promises. Like never (laughs) trust anybody. Like never trust a word anybody says. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, sure. I'll audition. So uh, then he was like, hey, we're actually doing it. So come audition. And 
<clears throat> I was really lucky that I was like, hey, can I get the full script just so I can understand this character better, which is a, is really hard to do because a lot of um, productions won't give you the full script just because of privacy issues and stuff like that. So read the full script. I was like, love it. I mean, like definitely lots of people get naked. It's one of those like cheesy slashers. But I was like, you know what? I'm into it. I'm, I'm really into it. I'm not above this. This is great. So, and I was like, if Nev Campbell can do this and scream, like scream's the best movie ever, like count me in. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so the first audition I had, I was the fucking worst. Like it was so, it was so bad. Like I went in and I was like, I don't know what my acting choices are right now, all over the place. It was almost like I was trying to like force emotion and like the most, like it feels the grossest when you're an actor and you're trying to force emotion and it's not coming and you're like, oh my God, this is literally the worst. So um, had the first audition and I texted my friend Kyle, who's friends with Peter and I was like, hey, thank you so much for the opportunity. Like, uh, there's no way like I'm gonna get a call back. My audition was really bad and then he was like no no like I'm sure you're just having an off day and I was like I don't know maybe I'm just not a good actor like because that's what all of us actors do is we're like no maybe I'm just not good maybe I just suck <laughs> <laughs> so self-deprecating and then um and then Peter gave me a call back and I don't know if it was just for him pitying me or what but gave me a call back and I was like you know what I'm really gonna take this to like do the best I can and like really leave it all out there and not um like stress out about it and so at the callback I was just in a place where I was really hyper focused and like dialed in it was really weird and I'm usually not like that at callbacks because usually everybody like seeing everybody in a room I get really nervous and I'm like oh these are my this is my competition like callbacks are usually when I do worse mm -hmm. um but then at the callback it just I felt so dialed in and I read uh the Rachel Toby scene with Nick Riley and I was like Ooh, I got chills. I was like, I think, I think we're the pair. I think we're the ones that are going to get it. And so I left that and then uh, found out I got it. So it was a, it was a fun audition. And, and also like auditioning with all the other characters who got cast, like I was pretty right on who I thought was going to get it. I think there was like maybe one person that I didn't guess correctly. Yeah. I missed a question. So this will be a random <laughs> life observer. <laughs> But yeah. like your character, Rachel, how much of her current life do you think is her really living this versus it's a cover so nobody suspects her because like her boyfriend's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, her friends talk to her like she's an intruder. Right. Her friend literally slept with her boyfriend. Oh my God, I know. They treat her like shit. And like, that's no excuse to like murder people, but like, hello, <laughs> they're assholes. But you know, I was thinking about this when I was, um, re-watching it today and there's actually a little cut in there in the film where she recommends the um cabin in the woods to jacob she's like oh you know it'd be great if we went to the cabin in the woods so for me i'm like okay like clearly this is planned this is premeditated but again i don't know how much of that is her and how much of that is like toby her being toby so i don't know yeah. but yeah, her friends treat her like shit. So yeah. exactly. when they were dying, I was kind of like, good. <laughs> I, I was that Sandra Ogif from Killing Eve, where it's like, good for her. <laughs> amazing, amazing. The only like the the hardest one to kill though was uh, Jacob, who uh, Ben Norris plays. He was the hardest one to kill because he's like the stoner, 
partner in it and he's like the sweetest one and like his kill was like the most brutal because i had to like be pulling out his intestines and you were going in you were mad oh my god and on top of him it was it was crazy that was actually really fun to film though just a little i was like i feel like i'm making sausage (laughs) (laughs) was that your favorite one to film or do you have have another favorite part of the movie that you fit to film see that and then also the pool scene where everybody gets naked but me <laughs> i got to see everybody's dick it was kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> which now saying that out loud makes me feel like a creeper but um, <laughs> it, it was it was a step for equality because usually it's the inverse <laughs> and so like all the ladies are naked and the dudes are like I'm in my shorts and comfortable because this is art. And so, like, I took it like that. I know. I, I was like, hey, hats off. Hats off to you. <laughs> I'm always the here for Yeah. I'm here for community. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, but that was really, that was funny to just be, like, cleaning the pool and be like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I see your wiener's dangling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> did you get to keep anything from the set? A um, penis, maybe? Oh my or, god, you know. I wanted the penis prosthetic, but I think somebody else got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the only thing I actually wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I kept. I don't think I kept anything. There was like a cute sweater I wanted to keep too, but I was like, nah, I don't want to pay you guys twenty bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I been- would have wanted the penis. We all wanted the penis because that like, was a fun scene. Yeah, Trent, we all wanted the penis. <laughs> we all wanted the penis. <laughs> we would have fought. <laughs> so, has there been talk of a sequel or anything else? Because you, uh, every slasher gets at least two, three sequels. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> so um, I think like, I think there was like really talks of a sequel before this whole like legal battle was happening with distribution. Um because it was gonna be WTF Bonnie's Revenge. <laughs> the girl who gets her face, who gets her face burned off. Yes. And the director Peter was like, "Oh yeah, she might have like one of those like Phantom of the Opera masks, like on the half of her face that's burnt, and then like killing people." And I was like, "Oh my god, that would be brilliant! I need that. I would be so on board. I need that." <clears throat> but at the moment, there's not. But as we're talking, I'm like, it would be cool to get some young like obviously now i'm 31 so i can't really play like high school but you'd be surprised that would be kind of cool yeah right i know i know i just have to like pluck out my grays Um, the cw is for 35 year olds in high schools it could be a sequel and we'll set it in an insane asylum yes and rachel's been to an insane asylum and bonnie comes back for her revenge because she didn't really die (laughs) what if rachel went to grad school Rachel in grad school, yes. yes. WTF, Rachel in grad school. Right? Because that would trigger an episode, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's I'm stress. So into it. I'm so into it. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I really hope that at some point there will be because, honestly, it was, like, re-watching it today, I was just like, this is one of the funnest things I've ever filmed. Like, the whole set felt electrifying because – well everybody got to have fun I didn't really get to have fun because like I have like all the wet blanket scenes where I'm just like Rachel's not having fun Rachel's crying again Rachel's upset Rachel's freaking out (laughs) storming out of the room so like it kind of sucks for me because like I literally I'm pretty much crying in every scene like or having some mental breakdown and 
but filming it with everybody was really fun and I think it was like only a week like I think it was a week shoot serious actually insane we we filmed so many pages in one week like it was crazy oh I just have one more question and if it's tea filled we can cut it from the episode okay um are you you and Perez Hilton best friends now (laughs) I literally don't even think Perez Hilton knows who I am. <laughs> I, think if, I think if you were like, hey, remember that horror film you did? <laughs> WTF? Like, because honestly, on set, like, I don't even think he said a word to me. I think that it was just like, he was there doing a say, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really scared. Yeah. In the sequel, there would have to be another scene. So Rachel, and he could meet whatever happens. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Man, or maybe we could get Paris Hilton. She could be Bonnie's, like rival she did do house of wax so she will do horror we know (laughs) we do know this house of wax chad michael murray (laughs) fair zone right anyway all right well do you have any closing thoughts for the end here no i mean i guess if like actors are listening or people who are wanting to make horror films like just do it and the more that you make them you know, you'll learn from your mistakes. Cause I, you know, I've made, I produced and was in a horror film, uh, like a horror short la- a couple years ago. And um, we just learned a lot throughout the process. So like, just know that maybe it's not going to be the most perfect thing you ever make, but I, there's just so much to be learned by actually mm-hmm. creating and doing it yourself. So I encourage that. Yes. I- yeah. Yes. You should also let them know where to find you on the internet and social medias. We'll tag you, but some people don't follow us on social media. Just anchor because they're in different countries and whatnot. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I like you guys on Facebook, but I don't even, do you guys have an Instagram? We have an Instagram and a Twitter. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so sorry. I don't follow you. I'm going to follow you. Literally once this is over, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to follow you. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, I am Callie Ott. C-A-L-L-I-E-E-O-T-T. Um, because Callie I was taken, whatever. I tried her and I was like, Can I buy your your Instagram handle from you? And no response. Uh, uh, it's fine. It's <laughs> just a fan cat account now. <laughs> We're just desperate actors out here. I need the handle. Um, yeah. and then Twitter, I don't really go on that much, but I think my handle is Calico326. <laughs> Like C A L I C O and then three two six. I think the last thing I tweeted was like my grandma's excited about Cole's cash, and then Cole's retweeted me, and I was like, "What? I'm famous now!" <laughs> <laughs> so not much going on there, but hey, give me a follow. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys well, for awesome. having me. Yes, thank, thank you for being here. Yeah, yes. I'm excited for your Halloween um episode. Extravaganza. Yeah, Halloween extravaganza. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> we need to send you the tentative movie list. Um, yeah, because yeah, we're excited. Um, the oh. movies are fierce and frightening. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, those are my two favorite combinations. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thank you to Callie. Thank you to everyone listening. And make sure you check out WTF and all the things Callie is doing in, on and off screen because she's amazing. And yeah, stay fierce out there. Bye. Bye.